Hello, my name is Xavier Downing, and I will be talking about the short story, uh, The Devoted Friend by Oscar Wilde. Now, in this story, there's a lot of themes that pop up here and there, but I think the most obvious one, or the most one that is, when someone is reading it, the first one they obviously notice would be friendship. And the reason for this is because it is, it is popped up and shown, and I think this is on purpose by Oscar, but it's popped up and shown many, many, many times throughout this whole story. And basically, a little short summary of this story, there's this duck, and she's trying to teach her children how to stand on their heads for survival, or something of the sorts. And this water rat comes along, and begins to mock and make fun of the duck and her children. And he says really, really nasty things like how disobedient children, uh, they should be drowned, which is absolutely terrible. But uh, he says, he also mentions a very key detail, which is, I, he says, I am, I am not married because I am not a family man. And he says, he also says, um, I'm not married because I prefer friendship way more over marriage because you can actually benefit from friendship, which is very, very interesting and a very, very important part to remember and keep in mind because this Linnet comes along and he hears this and he begins to tell the water rat the story of these two, uh, these two men who are quote unquote friends or quote unquote true friends. And, um, basically what happens in this story within the story, the second story that the Lynn is telling the water rat is there's these two characters, one named Miller and one named Hans. Hans is a gardener and he grows flowers in his garden. And he's not a rich man. He's not, he's kind of on the poor side of things, but, um, it is it's it's it is said in the book that Hans has the best farm and or the best garden in all the valley and grows the best flowers and he he what he would do is he'd grow the flowers you know pick them and then um he'd pick them and then go to the market to sell them now his quote unquote friend miller um he owns uh, a mill and he does millwork and has all this flour, and he's he's pretty wealthy. And so they are they are an interesting they have an interesting friendship because Miller would always come along and just ask Hans for any any sort of favor, anything that Miller would need at the very moment. Like for example, uh, somewhere in the story. Hans uh, Hans is in possession of this wooden plank, and Miller sees this wooden plank. As when <laughs> Miller sees this wooden plank, when he comes over to Hans's garden to pick some flowers, to take some flowers, when with, with, when giving Hans nothing in return. Anyway, um, he he asks for that plank so he could repair his barn, and Hans is like, "Oh, sure, you want this plank so you can repair your farm or your barn." 
And Miller was like, well, could you do it for me? And he offers his wheelbarrow in return because, well, because Hans sold his wheelbarrow because during the winter he was short money and he needed money to buy food and all that and stay alive. And so they kind of made a trade, but not fully. Hans gave him the wood plank, but it was only Miller, only Miller gave Hans his word that he would give him the wheelbarrow. And mind you, the wheelbarrow is very, very much broken. The only reason why Miller is giving Hans this wheelbarrow is because, well, Miller's, that wheelbarrow broke and he bought a new one. And so he's basically giving him this hand-me-down. And anyway, Miller, you know, asks Hans to do this for him, and he does. And Hans does it quickly because he needs to sell these flowers so he can buy stuff back that he sold over the winter so he could buy food so he could stay alive, basically. And um, as soon as he finishes work, you know, he gets back to his garden. But when he does, he's like, oh, I'm exhausted, like, and he go to bed, and then he wakes up a little bit late because this is like, this is an example, and he's done many other things for Miller beforehand. And so at this point, um, Hans is very tired, and you know he sleeps a little. He sleeps in a bit, and he's still in bed when Miller comes by, and then notices uh, Hans is still in his bed, and he has the audacity to tell. Hans, that he is lazy. <laughs> to tell Hans he is lazy for sleeping in his bed after doing all of the work, all of Miller's work, basically. He, Hans has so far done everything that Miller should be doing and then sees Hans sleeping in because he is tired from all this work and has the audacity to call him lazy. I would not call this true friendship. And now, Hans, so Miller came by because he needed, because he didn't need, he wanted to ask for more flowers. That Hans is growing. And Miller has this basket and Hans is like, okay, well, yeah, sure. How how many do you want? And um, it's described in the story that Miller is holding a, 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 very big basket, and Miller says, well, I want you to fill the whole basket, and Hans is now realizing, well, I kind of need these flowers, if I filled the whole basket, I'd have none left, and I'd have none to sell, so to get my, like, to get my things that I sold back, and this is, like, this is very, very, very interesting, and very strange, to, like, to think about because this whole time Miller is giving. Oh, oh, sorry, I forgot to mention. Uh, Hans was like, "Well, I kind of need these." He says this to Miller, and Miller says, "Well, a true friend would give me these flowers without complaining, without, you know, like second guessing." This whole time, Miller has given nothing. Gives, given Han nothing in return for all this work he's done, all these flowers he's given, and that is not true in friendship. And he he even he's been describing to Hans what true friendship really is, and he's just not following through with it. He's being 
extremely hypocritical, saying, well, since we're true friends, we need to do this for each other. But it's not for each other. It's a one-way street. He's only taking, and Miller is only taking, and Hans is only giving, and it's just not working out. Like, friendship is a very much a two-way street. You have to give and take. Both sides have to give and take, and right now only one side is taking, and the other only one side is giving. But Miller, or Hans, you know, gives gives away, and he's like, okay, I'll give you the flowers. And he gives them the flowers. And this is, like, this is, this happens, like, all throughout the book. And one part of the, I mean, not the book, the story. And one part of the story that really just, I bet, could make any reader just get extremely annoyed at Miller and very angry at Miller is, like I said before, <clears throat> Hans had to sell his things so he could get enough food for winter. And during winter, it, 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 it in the book or in the story, it uh, it describes what 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 Hans had to go through during winter, and so Hans is basically starving, and you know Miller owns a, a mill, so he has all this flour and food that he is not like helping Hans out. Um, he even, Miller even, there's a part in the story where Miller even mentions to his son, um, well, his son asks, well, like, how's Hans? Have you seen him? And then Miller goes, well, no, I have not seen Hans because I don't want to give him, I don't want to make him greedy. I don't want to tempt him with all this food I have because I know he's not doing well. And that's not what a true friend would do at all, not even close. A true friend would, you know, contribute few, f- f- contribute food to their friend so that their friend can literally stay alive. This is, this, this part of the story really, really got to me, and I really noticed, well, like, wow, this is, this is basically what's happening all through the story, and, 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 it really shows why friendship is such an, a, a bolded topic in this story. It is so, so apparent and so out there that, like, any, anybody can notice it, even, like, a third grader. It's too obvious. But it is so packed with information and... And it's so such a strong topic too, which makes this story very interesting. And it's just great to like, great to. It's just it's hard. It's it's almost kind of hard to read it because this bothers me so much, and I just and I ha- and I can't I can't really do anything about it. But that's kind of one of Oscar's. Oscar, Oscar's strengths is he's very, very good about making the reader feel emotion. And he can very connect, he can connect the reader to the characters very, very well. Anyway, towards the end of the Linnet story, Hans has to, well, Miller comes to Hans again and, and, and asks to take Hans, Hans, take Miller's, Miller comes to Hans, and Miller asks Hans to take his son to the doctor because he broke his leg, 
Now, by, right when he's asking this, it is it is it is storming out. It is completely storming. It is a very rough storm, as described in the story. And Miller Miller's excuse for not wanting to do it is because he's tired from the work he's been doing, which is no not. <laughs> Which is no work at all. There is, he's been doing nothing. He's been contributing nothing to his family. It's all been Hans. Hans has been doing everything. He's been, and Hans has been getting nothing in return. And which is, which is very, which connects the title of the, the the story to like this title of the story very fits the situation. The devoted friend. Well, yes, Hans is very devoted to Miller. But Miller is not very devoted to Hans. Miller is very dependent on Hans. It's not the devoted friends. It's the devoted the devoted friend. But anyway. Um, so Miller is holding this light. And it's pitch black out. Probably like around midnight. In the story it mentions it's midnight actually. So it is midnight. And Hans... Needs a light, and because he has no light, because he's very not as wealthy as Miller. And Hans asks Miller for his light that he is carrying, and says, "Well, may I borrow your light? It's pitch black out, and I need to see. And because I am taking your son to the doctor, and I need to see." And Miller responds with, "But this is a brand new light, and I don't want to get it ruined." Who says that? It's your. F- it's your, what he says, what Miller says, is your best friend. Miller even said that Hans is his best friend. Who does that to their best friend? His, your son is also in his, is, your son is also Hans's responsibility. Why would you put both of them at risk? Your son and your best friend. Which is, what this is what makes Miller such a very interesting, but maddening character. He's just, there's so many sides to him that you could go on forever just discussing what type of character Miller is. Anyway, the Lennon story ends with Miller, or with Hans taking Miller's son to the doctor, get him getting him there, but on the way back, Miller drowns in the storm. And it's so, just, like, so many emotions just ex- get expressed at this very moment in the story because <clears throat> the, Miller feels no sympathy. It He doesn't feel like it's his fault whatsoever. He doesn't feel feel any sympathy for Hans or like he doesn't feel like he did nothing. He feels like he did nothing wrong, which is, <sighs> it is so maddening. And that's why the reader can very connect and get really into the stories because for a story to be a good story, the story must connect the reader, must connect the reader. And they must, and the story must, must make the reader express some very interesting slash important emotions like happiness, sadness, anger, etc. And that's why friendship is just a very this whole everything that I've just explained is what makes this story or what makes friendship 
such an important topic within the story. It's because it's so apparent, but there is so much to it. Now, at the end of the story, not the Linnet story, after the Linnet told its story, the water rat is like, oh, what's the moral here? Like, I don't get it. Like, this, this is dumb. Like, why did I just waste my time here? And like I said at the very beginning, the water rat saying, well, I only benefit from friendship, and that's why I don't marry, is now very relevant to now. And the water rat still just doesn't even get it, which is also very, like, self-centered of him, but yes. <laughs> um, but that concludes the summary of the story, the, the, discussion, the discussion of the topic of friendship within this story. And I could I could keep going, but you know, I'm thirsty, <laughs> and I and I've said a lot. I have no idea how long this has been. But anyway, my name is Xavier Downing. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see you all tomorrow. Well, thank you for joining me for this podcast of the Devoted Friend by Oscar Wilde. Thank you for joining me. I'll see you guys in the next one.